Unscripted, unfiltered, unapologetic. G Marie Taught Me strives to help single women like myself excel in navigating through all kinds of relationship problems, i.e., dating, family, friends, maintaining good mental health practices, all while balancing a career, a business, and everyday life. This is G Marie, and you are now tuning in to G Marie Taught Me, the podcast. What is up? What is up, everybody? Thank you all so much for tuning in to the last episode of the decade of G Marie Taught Me, the podcast. Today's episode is powered by no other than G Marie Media LLC. Thank you all so much for tuning in into this week's episode. Um, I came down with somewhat of a cold, I think a head cold. So, This is why I haven't been recording as much, not to mention um, the unforeseen circumstances that tend to occur in life. I would go into detail, but I'm going to be honest with you all. I do not want to talk about how these past couple of days have been going. Um, But again, thank you all so much for tuning in to episode 40 of G Marie Taught Me. So I want to open up with a quote Um, Just to kind of sum up today and the end of a decade and the beginning of a new decade. Um, So this quote is by Martin Luther King Jr. The quote is, faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase. Um... That's the first quote of the day. So I'm going to open with a quote and then I'm going to close today's episode with a quote just to kind of reflect on the past 10 years, um, not just, you know, my life, but just in general. So obviously a lot has happened (laughs) from 2010 uh, up until 2019 going into the year 2020 uh not only for myself but just for some of the people around me um this year I feel like it kind of flew by for me but I am definitely walking on faith and not by sight for the year 2020 uh I mean as they call it the 2020 vision year Uh, My vision, it has changed. (laughs) My vision has been blurred. My vision has been eye-opening. A lot of things that I did not think would happen, happened to me in the last decade. Uh, Again, a lot of unforeseen circumstances. And when I tell you all, I think my 2019 is ending with a bang uh some good and some not so good unforeseen circumstances i i i I guess i can kind of talk about what's been going on with me um these past couple of days before i get into the meat and potatoes (laughs) as i like to call it so basically again um one i came down with a cold a cold that I was trying to avoid for the longest. It's like one of those colds where you know that you're coming down with something, but you know, you do a good job with getting the eight to 12 hours of much needed sleep. 
each night drinking plenty of fluids and just uh, somewhat staying active. And sure enough, this cold that I was trying to avoid, I could not avoid at all. Just couldn't avoid it. Um, not to mention, my boyfriend's grandmother was in the hospital like around the first three days before Christmas. So we were at the hospital for like three days straight. And that kind of, you know, took a, a turn for our holiday because there were some things that I wanted to do with him for the holidays that we didn't necessarily get around to doing, but we were still able to, you know, spend as much time with each other on our Christmas break. So he had a week and a half off of work and I decided to do a week and a half of PTO as well. Um, unfortunately, that other half kind of came because of my cold. So I wanted to just try to rest and rejuvenate my body. I'm drinking peach ginger and matcha tea right now. Like no lemon, no honey, no nothing. I'm just drinking it just to kind of flush everything out of my system. Um, I've been juicing. My boyfriend, he does some juicing, you know, every now and then. So he's kind of gotten me on the juicing wagon. So I've also been juicing a little bit, but I still eat crap. Or should I say I've been eating crap for a while um which probably aided in my 10 unnecessary pound gateway weight gain i'm sorry from 2018 of january up until like december 2018 yeah i gained 10 or 12 pounds and i am not happy about that shit i am not happy at all so i'm going to get back to it sure enough uh even though I did cancel my gym membership <laughs> at Planet Fitness, so it's kind of ass backwards, but I did that for a reason because I wanted to, I'm eventually looking to joining uh, Lifetime Fitness. But anyways, uh, so not only that, something else happened over these past couple of days that, as my mother would call it, um, just an inconvenience. <laughs> I'm laughing now about it, but for two days, I've cried two days straight. So, for those that know me, um, know that I normally keep a sew-in in just because I don't like wearing my real hair out. Um, and of course, with me keeping my sew-in in from like, I don't know, the past three, four years or so that I've been going to my baby, Robert. Uh, Robert has had my hair growing under my damn sew-in. And I rarely put heat in my hair or like any chemicals or just anything crazy. So my hair started growing out like weeds. And last year around this time, I wore my hair down. And y'all, even I was like amazed at the amount of growth that my hair has had taken. Um, I wasn't like taking any vitamins or anything. I just, again, I was just doing my best not to put any heat in my hair and to just try to keep my hair under my sew-ins. So, because I decided that I wanted to get caught up on some personal bills, I decided not to get my soul in for a while, which, you know, pretty much just took everything out of me. So, I always kept my hair in a low bun for the longest. I decided to get knotless braids a month ago. I'm like, literally a month ago. I got knotless braids because, um, one, I wanted to try a new braiding style and because I'm always active, so I just said, you know what? I'll go back to my sew-ins uh, sometime around January or so. So, now mind you, a sew-in and a wig are like two different things. 
I was always against the idea of getting a wig just because I loved how Robert blended my real hair with the sew-in. So I did not get a sew-in for a long time. But again, that was because I was um, paying off some, some bills. So I didn't want to spend my money on buying bundles yet. So I finally got my bundles and here I am getting ready to get my sew-in. But before I get my sew-in, um i decided to get knotless braids as a result of me getting knotless braids um my hair pretty much fell out when i say my hair fell out i started taking my braids down because one one of my braids came out of the root of my hair but it was in the back of my hair so i didn't feel uh, the bald patch or didn't even see it until I had Andre take pictures of my hair You guys um, This is really hard to talk about simply because as African-american women our hair is our crown and glory like All of my women of color out there. They know how much we take pride in our hair, especially women from Detroit let me tell y'all we take so much pride in our hair and um, for me, knowing how much I have struggled with growing my hair out, one, because, you know, as a kid, I struggled with eczema. Two, not only did my eczema uh, sometimes affect the hair growth process. I mean, I, I really can't explain it. It's not, it's not even alopecia. Like, it's not that. It's literally just me having this skin condition and... I don't know I guess sometimes it would just affect my hair growth and also too, stress stress played a huge factor in me growing my hair out so when I finally got my stress under control and you know not putting a whole bunch of shit in my hair I was able to grow my hair out and I think like every nine years of my life I always cut my hair off it's the funniest shit so at the age of nine um, I cut my hair off really, really short because my mom put a perm in my hair and my sister, one of my sisters, Jennifer, she tried to explain this to my mom. Um, cause Jennifer would do like a lot of crazy shit to her, to her hair. She could color it. She could cut it. She could do all this shit and nothing would affect her hair, her hair. The first time she put a perm in her hair, um, she said her hair, she was like on a plane on her way home. And this was like a while ago. And she said she just started pulling chunks of her hair out. And as a result, she had to cut all of her hair off again. Um, so she went natural. And that was really the first time I ever saw, you know, the epitome of natural hair. So when I saw my sister and her short hair, um, you know, I fell in love with it because she did like a bald fade and I was just like, oh my God, you know, my sister is so brave to like have her hair short like that. And then I think about my other big sister, um, Reese. She has always kept a wrap ever since, you know, we were kids. And, um, when you get a wrap, sometimes you have to put a perm in your hair. So my sister Reese, she finally just one day just went natural and she would always wear her hair short and curly so I would have to say that my hair texture is more like my sister um Reese so 
there were just certain things that we just couldn't put in our hair. And this was the one time I did not put a chemical or anything crazy in my hair. The only thing that I could think that may have possibly played a role in my hair doing what it did was this hair gel that was used in my hair to bind my braids. I do not remember the name of the hair gel, um, but you guys imagine medium sized knotless braids <laughs> and each braid feeling like it's binded with gum. Now, this is towards the front of my head. The braids that were like towards the back of my head, I was able to comb most of this gel that binded my hair out, but the back back part of my hair, like near my neck, is bald. And the front part of my hair, I have bald patches now in my hair. And they are very noticeable, very noticeable. Again, I have cried for two fucking days straight. My boyfriend is so supportive and I have a supportive group of friends around me that have sent me words of encouragement and even encouraged me to just do the big chop. The fact that I, I have to wear a wig now before I decide to do the big chop. That's how noticeable my bald spots are in my hair. I sent the pictures to the girl that did my hair. Um, she texted me back and she said that this has never happened before. I am gonna say that, you know, she is telling the truth, but I'm going to be honest. This person will never touch my fucking hair again, never. For one, my hair is curly, thick, but it's very soft. So I know that I have to be careful with the type of products that I put in my hair. But never in the 30 years of my life have I ever gotten my hair braided. And for my hair to fall out at the magnitude that it's falling out, I am, I've exceeded being upset, being pissed, I've exceeded every emotion that you can possibly think of and right now I am literally just uh, trying to find the silver lining um I can somewhat maneuver my you know my bun like I've been doing but it's not the same my hair is really thin now and if you run your fingers through my hair, you can feel the bald patches. They're not small patches of baldness. They are really big patches. You can feel the thickness in the back of my hair versus the thinness in the front of my hair. To the right of my hair, I have two big ass bald spots that I can only cover by swooping my hair over it to wear my bun or a wig. If I were to pull my hair back in a ponytail, you would see my bald patches. Um, 
the reason why I decided to share this with you all is because this is going to tie into um, what I'm going to talk about today. And I can't even believe that like this is how I'm ending my year because I just showed a picture of my hair to this girl who asked me, um, she, she's Bosnian. She asked me like, well, how long is your real hair? And I was like, well, this is what my real hair looks like. <laughs> my hair no longer looks like that. And I feel like I don't really have the option to wear my real hair out anymore. And I can't wear it down. I cannot wear my real hair down and I cannot wear my soul ends like Robert used to do them. He's now making me a wig. So, although I was like, I, I'm not going to share this information because this is like really private information. Um, for any woman that is struggling with hair loss, uh, alopecia, eczema, or just the simplest shit of just getting your hair braided and the braids pretty much eating up your fucking hair i want you all to know that although our hair is our crowning glory i am not my hair um in the words of india ari i am not my hair i am not my skin but most importantly i am not your expectation so I am taking precaution <laughs> I my boyfriend has bought me like every damn hair product we can think of to help regrow my hair nine times out of ten I'm probably going to do the big chop uh I've already researched some hairstyles that I'm considering this is still something really emotional to talk about because, again, when I think about how long my hair was a year ago and how I literally just have this breakage and these bald spots in my head and I am praying to God <laughs> that this hair oil and these hair pills and me keeping my hair in a protective style helps grow my hair back. Um, I think I'm going to wait about two or three months until I decide whether or not I want to do the big chop. Honestly, I know I'm going to end up cutting my hair. It's just, it's me doing the big chop. And when I say big chop, I mean going completely bald. Because I would literally have to start my hair journey over. Um, keep me in your prayers. <laughs> uh, I can definitely do with some more words of encouragement because it's a process. It is definitely a process. Um, uh, because I, I notice it and I'm pretty sure other people will eventually notice it. And it's not one of those things that, oh, well, you point it out, you notice it. It's like, no, you'll know. You'll see it. And as a black woman, you know, there's already bullshit with how you wear your hair in corporate America and how 
you know, these women are literally being fired for their hairstyles or being penalized for wearing certain hairstyles. Um, because, you know, we don't always want to wear our hair straight or we don't, you know, always want to put a perm in our hair. Like we want to be able to wear our hair naturally and to have it in its natural state. And for me, I feel like I no longer have that option. Uh, again, my, my spouse has been the most supportive and I am so glad to have such a loving spouse to where I decide the day I decide to cut my hair completely bald or if my hair is long, he does not care about that. And some men are superficial and they care about shit like that. And some women are just as superficial also. They feel like if they don't have the hair and that their hair makes them who they are. So this is something that I now have to learn how to let go. I have to understand that my hair is not who I am. My hair is merely just a piece of who I am, but it doesn't make the entire person. You know, G. Marie is this outgoing yet introverted individual. I am a spontaneous adventurous yet a person who loves to prepare and plan. I am the most outspoken, but also a person who likes to be spoken to. I am so many different elements and so many different things make me who I am. But something that I have to to remember is that my hair does not define who I am. My hair does not determine where I go as far as being uh, young, gifted, and black, and being intelligent, and being able to create my own destiny. My hair is not going to define whether or not my success plays out in the next decade. So this is merely an inconvenience. It is a fucking inconvenience. But I cannot let what has happened to me stop me from going, from moving on, and from learning from this experience and teaching others that are like myself how to deal with something like this, something drastic, (laughs) uh, unforeseen, and definitely just... Again, an inconvenience. That's all it is. It is an inconvenience. So, it's interesting how this entire scenario has um, and will segment into what it is that I'm going to talk about today. So, my initial plan with this episode, I I wanted to talk about the five steps to spiritual surrender. Um, And this is by... Gabrielle Bernstein. Yes, we end up having the same name, oddly. <laughs> and, uh, and 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 what's even more funny is that I did not know Coco Chanel's real name was Gabrielle. And um, I always found that interesting when I actually did the research on Coco Chanel. But Gabrielle, like I'm, I'm realizing that the name Gabrielle is such a powerful name. And there are so many powerful women with this name and how influ- influential we are. Um, so... 
again, I want to talk about the five steps to spiritual surrender by Gabrielle Bernstein. So I'm going to go and just kind of go down the list and then I'll talk about it a little bit more in depth. So the five steps to spiritual surrender. Number one, take your hands off the wheel through prayer. Number two, focus on what's thriving in your life. Number three, obstacles are detours in the right direction. Number four, ask for a sign and you will receive. Number five, when you think you've surrendered, surrender even more. Y'all, if this passage, I cannot talk today. (laughs) If this passage did not come at the right time, I don't know what. Again, the fact that um, I was even going to consider talking about what Gabrielle Bernstein um, talked about. And this, this actually, excuse me, this passage was talked about on Oprah's Super Soul Sunday. So that's definitely a podcast I would highly suggest um, that you all listen to. I try to listen to it. Well, I started listening to it either in the morning or before I would go to bed. And that was before I had a TV in my room. So I'm going to start doing that again, uh, just to kind of either start my day, um, start my day with an audio book and end my day with a podcast or vice versa. Uh, I strongly suggest that you all listen to the episode with Gabrielle Bernstein of Oprah Super Soul Sunday. But, um, so yeah, so for me, when I heard this passage and this episode, I I know I wanted to end the decade on a high note. And although this really crazy ass situation happened to me, um, not only am I, you know, sharing this advice from Gabrielle Bernstein, but I'm also taking on those same practices because again, I have to remember that, you know, this is merely just an inconvenience. This is not something that's going to define my life for the rest of my life. And it's only a temporary setback. It's literally only a temporary setback. So, um, I definitely want to dive more into surrendering the old and focusing on the new uh most importantly accepting the things that i cannot change the courage to change the things that i can and the wisdom to know the difference um which also comes from the serenity prayer most importantly if you can i do want you to ask yourself how will you surrender to your past making peace with the known and the unknown And not only am I asking myself the same question, but, you know, can you really say that you're ready to walk on faith and not by sight? If we go back to what Martin Luther King said in his quote, and just being able to surrender to the unknown. So although I wanted to apply this principle to entering into the new year, (laughs) I literally have to take 
what happened with my hair and I have to like incorporate that shit into my practice of spiritual surrender now because when I tell you this is like the monkey wrench that was thrown in my year I mean forget everything else that was happening like for like the past two months between them working on the roof for like almost a month straight my damn neighbor having fucking bed bugs and we had to get our apartment sprayed uh we had like two or three of them in our apartment, thank God. So we were able to exterminate our shit and not have to throw anything away. But just literally unforeseen circumstances and, you know, just kind of going into the unknown and, and knowing that the shit is going to work out at the end. Like there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Even though we might not see the light, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And then now you know, my damn hair crisis. It's like, what the fuck else could happen or what the fuck else could go wrong before, um, entering the new year. So I'm taking all of this and I'm putting this shit into a pot and I'm mixing it up. And I'm literally just trying to find the silver lining and making the best out of every situation. So, you know, them working on the roof for like a whole month, month and a half, you know, at least that propelled me into looking into renter's insurance. Um, that bed bug situation, oh my fucking goodness. Listen, when that shit happened, uh, again, there, because I, I just knew, I was like, that shit did not come from me and it didn't come from my spouse. Where the fuck is this shit coming from? Um, when, because of that happening, obviously, uh, the cleaning that I was going to like put off where I had been putting off as far as like cleaning up my apartment and just going through some of like my old clothes and stuff like that propelled me to do um a, a quote-unquote spring cleaning so that bed bug situation forced me to go through all of the shit that I don't need and shit that you know I do need and I just started kind of cleaning my life out you know and that also included going through my contacts, um, going through my emails, like it literally propelled me to do more. So, and then the hair situation, I mean, well, again, I'm able to camouflage some of the bald spots in my head, but now I have the luxury of finally investing in that experienced Alexander wig that I've been wanting to get for like the fucking longest. So now that I'm, I'm finally getting my wig, <laughs> but it's literally just about going into the unknown, finding the silver lining and being the light at the end of the tunnel that you sometimes don't see. So this year has been crazy, of course, but it's been a good year. This decade has been batshit crazy, but it has been a decade filled with so many different lessons, so many different lessons. And I am just taking this in stride and I am ready to bring in the new years with my boo, because he's not a new boo, he is an old boo, but he is um, somebody that I prayed for. And I'm just so thankful that God definitely gave me another chance on love and and by love I mean being in a reciprocating toxic free um help me to fix my credit and saving money and and meditating and really just 
you know, owning my baggage and accepting my baggage for what it is, but not hiding who I am as a person and being the person that is not only here for my healing process, but doesn't fault me for my baggage, that type of relationship. Um, it is beautiful. It is definitely black love at its finest of anything my spouse is teaching me so much patience because I'm a very impatient person. Um, y'all, I got an anger management problem as far as just, you know, I tend to just go off the rail and I'd be so mad about shit or so passionate about shit. And he is definitely helping me with managing my anger. <laughs> uh, I would be real with y'all. I think I've gotten a lot better this year or just the past two or three years than I have in the past decade. Uh, I feel like there are some things that I actually sit back and I think before I just, you know, act on it or, or say anything versus me at the beginning of the decade. I was definitely more of a hothead then than I am now. But I think my spouse is teaching me how to really hone in on inner peace and to not always respond or react to every situation like matter of fact prime example this guy that um I really didn't even date we just kicked it for like a second he was playing on my phone for two fucking days and I have him playing on my phone and then me dealing with like my hair issue and this guy when he texted me his number was not saved in my phone in fact it was blocked but I think I just deleted the number or something so because I was like you know you're not gonna fucking contact me so they finally contacted me back after like, I don't know, like months and months and months of me not talking to this person. And the text was like, hey, Gabby. And they spelled my name right. So I knew that this is somebody that was close enough to me that knew who the fuck I was. People that don't spell my name right, obviously they're not as close to me as they think that they are. They're an associate. So, hey guys, if you don't know how to spell my name, you're not my friend. Just gonna let you know. <laughs> but he wouldn't tell me what his name was because when I responded back I was like hey uh, whose number is this but I wasn't being a smart ass I was literally just like hey whose number is this because one I did do a reboot on my phone and I lost a lot of my contacts and my pictures um but then again I started going through some of my contacts and deleting some of them because when I did the reboot it rebooted some of my older contacts from like 2017 numbers that I didn't even use and he would not tell me what his name was. So finally, I had to like go through the white pages and I paid to get the name from the number. I didn't recognize the name. Um, and when my boyfriend looked it up, he said, well, the initials was just JB. There are only so many people I know with the initials JB, but I knew that they know me well enough not to play on my phone, whether or not I'm friends with them or not. And plus, the type of people that I, I was dealing with, like they're just, their mind just isn't built like that. So I had a feeling I knew exactly who it was. And I was just like, you know, I'm just going to dismiss it. But then they text me again this morning and they still didn't tell me who the fuck they were. Long story short, I finally got a name. And instead of me just like going off and cussing this person out, I just said, you know what? I'm not even going to react to this shit. I'm just going to block their number and keep it moving. So I saved the number again and I just blocked it and I just continued on with my day. I didn't even try to confront this person. At the end of the day, again, it's just my mind is just not there anymore. So taking a stride, um, as much as I want to get a new number, I need to keep this number because 
cash app makes shit like really difficult when you change your number so i just said you know what fucking i'm just gonna keep my number and you know whoever i have to block i'll block them move on so yeah so i definitely want to end tonight's episode on a high note um i do have an announcement so you guys i am really excited to announce that i have been cultivating some things uh not only have i been working on my book but i am going to launch some candles in the near future so i launched um it was the on some g shit candle last time around this year and you know the candle did well but i felt like i could have done more with the candle so not only you know was i inspired by india re with the song i am not my hair but i was also inspired by one of her songs um strength courage and wisdom and i decided to create not just three but four candles based around those words so the first one is empower and empower is um it's a magnolia flower so it's going to have that you know magnolia floral very clean scent strength uh reminded me of a, a mint leaf a eucalyptus mint lemongrass you know type of smell courage is a rose garden so it's a rose bush uh, maybe with a hint of pear and vanilla still trying to um you know mix up the scents and stuff and wisdom um definitely a orchid and white tea and ginger scent so these are all flowers that um are my favorite one and they also remind me of the women in my life that have raised me to believe in you know being empowered um strength courage wisdom all of that stuff so and also i think about the serenity prayer that my grandmother instilled in me and how those words are so important to me so i wanted these candles to not just you know be a candle that was just created or something i just pulled out of my ass it's like no these candles really mean something to me so you know my grandmother always believed in you know empowering people and my my dad you know raised me to be strong him and my mother um but you know my sisters always gave me the courage to be who i am and my mother as well and then you know my other grandmother instilling within me the wisdom to just kind of know the difference and how to handle certain things so i will be releasing um it's called the serenity candle line by g marie so empower strength courage and wisdom and i plan to release these around march 2020 i was going to aim for january but um i'm waiting till march because i still want to kind of finish my book up a little bit more and then really tie in everything with my brand so i'm going to leave you all with this last quote and i want to wish you all a happy new year and i cannot wait for this new decade and what's to come um wealth joy love all of that good shit <laughs> so 
Remember that it's never too late to make a change, learn something new, to leave something behind, and to realize that you're worthy of every single thing your heart desires. Kara Awil Labai. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the last episode of the decade of G Marie Taught Me the Podcast. I look forward to more unscripted, more unfiltered, and more unapologetic realness to come. It has been real, and I love you all. And please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, like us on Facebook, shoot us an email, um, or even just give us a shout out on the website. I love you all. Peace and many blessings and happy new year. Talk to you later. Bye. Today's episode is powered by G Marie Media LLC.